Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. He breaks down plays better than anyone. I mean, this is like Shark Week now. And you know what Baker Mayfield is? He's chum. Look at these sharks. You think you're getting away from those four angry sharks? It's Shark Week. It's time to eat. Make the read. Urgency. That's the name of the game right here. Urgency. Now. On it. He's on it. Touchdown. Beautiful throw. He's our 95-7 The Game NFL insider, Brian Baldinger. Well, at times in that NFC Championship game, we heard from John Lynch and Steve Wilkes. There wasn't a lot of urgency coming from the 49ers defense. Hopefully they fix that for the Super Bowl as we get connected with Brian Baldinger, courtesy of the Boxer Girls at Guest Line, and presented by our proud partner, Golden State, serving the Bay Area for three generations. Building better starts with Golden State. When you succeed, we succeed. Visit GoToStateLover.com. Baldy live in Las Vegas. Day two of Super Bowl week, man. Opening night was last night at Allegiant Stadium. Vegas is booming. Can't wait to get down there, Baldy. Look like you got some sleep, though, man. I'm surprised. I'm surprised you showed up, Baldy. Well, um, I wouldn't say that, Bonte. I wouldn't say. <laughs> I mean, it was it was the beginning of a long week. Uh, I've got to figure out exactly how to pace myself here because um, there's a lot going on. Phones ringing all the time. Let's meet up. So uh, I got to figure out a way to make sure I can get to Sunday with my voice and you know somewhat of a uh, healthy looking uh, glow here this morning. When did you first start here? Because you've been part of the NFL for so long, Baldy. When did you first start hearing rumblings about the NFL possibly having a Super Bowl in Las Vegas or even having a football team? Because now, Shaska and I were kicking this around yesterday, five years ago. It was hard to imagine Las Vegas becoming the sports capital of the nation. Seriously, they got a hockey team that's won a Stanley Cup. Yep. WNBA team went back-to-back. They get all the prize fights, boxing, UFC. They're going to get an NBA team. They're going yep. to get a baseball team. The NFL draft was there. The Raiders are there. Now we've got Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. Would you first believe that, wow, Vegas could be hosting big-time events uh, when it comes to the NFL? I thought, Ante, it's a great question, Bonte. I, I honestly think that the success of the Vegas Knights – kind of greased the skids for everybody. Winning the Stanley Cup, the way that they did it, the fandom that showed up. I mean, hockey in Las Vegas, who would have thought, you know, all that. But I thought once the NFL saw that, and hey, you know, players weren't getting in trouble, there wasn't a conflict, you know, you could, it was just another rink in a a city that uh, really took to sports, obviously, with, you know, everything that's going on. And so I thought that really helped. The Raiders needed a new home. you know, uh, Levi was not an option. And so I thought, they're looking for a new home. Vegas has had success. The city is growing like crazy. 
there's a, a support here for sports. I thought that was kind of the beginning, Bontape, even before you know they made the move. All right, Baldy, let's get into this into this team, this Chiefs team, for a second. Yep. Um, you're a lover of sports like I am, and there are certain players that are just like in the middle of their career before they even hit thirty. We could feel they're generational. They're all yep. times. Mm-hmm. Steph, Ricky Henderson, LeBron, yep. Magic, Jordan, Ken Griffey, right? Mm-hmm. Certain guys. Yeah, I think Patrick Mahomes is one of those kind of guys. What does the film tell you about who Patrick Mahomes is as a quarterback? When you look at the, you look at film more than anyone, Baldy. Who is he? Well, he's in that category of you know the the athletes you just mentioned. He's in that category in real time. It's interesting, uh, Joe, because you know I'm getting that question in some form or another quite a bit. And you know I was in Baltimore last week, and I've been around him a lot going back to Texas Tech. But it's it's kind of amazing. His routine never changes. Like if I go, Bonte, if I go to Golden State here, if I go down to the arena and I watch Steph. He's got his warm-up coach. The warm-up mm-hmm. never changes. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, a Tuesday night in February or it's the NBA Finals. Yep. The routine never changes. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that's what Mahomes is. Like, when you watch him warm up, he came out on the field uh, at MM&T Bank Stadium last week, and he had his sweats on. He runs over to the bench. He sits down with the trainers and, you know, the ball, you know, and all the equipment people, and he kind of sh- shoots the, uh, you know, sh- just like talks it up there for a little bit, and then he takes off the cape and he starts warming up the arm. And everybody, the entire receiving core, backs, tight ends, receivers, they all start like catching these passes from him. And it's a warm up that you could take. I don't care if it was 33 below in my, in Kansas City against Miami last week in the mist against Baltimore, or if it was week one. Yeah. The routine never changes. And I feel like when you threw that first touchdown pass to Travis Kelsey against Kyle Hamilton, the perfect throw that it was. It's perfect, and it was perfect, and it had to be perfect against Hamilton. But he makes the same throw on the same route ten times to Travis Kelsey yeah. in warm-ups. And it's almost like it's just an extension of all of what he does to get ready to play a game. And it doesn't ever deviate. And I think the great ones have that sort of a warm-up and that sort of preparation and practice habits. Well, Baldy, I'm glad you brought up Travis Kelsey because I'm looking at his route tree for Baltimore. And I'm like, this guy's playing street football. This is something you play in the street. He's not even running routes because of the rapport that he has with Patrick Mahomes. It's some of the best chemistry we've ever seen from a duo, whether it's Montana to Rice, Brady to Gronk. Now we get Mahomes to Kelsey. How can the Niners... You know, because Kelsey catches 11 passes on 11 targets, just fascinating stuff in the AFC title game. When you don't know what route he's running, and he's not running normal routes, what's the best method to try to take him out of this football game on Sunday? Well, the problem with trying to take him out, to your question, is that most of the catches last week were behind the line of scrimmage. And so they run these routes. They were running these same routes when, you know, before Travis Kelsey ever got there, before Mahomes was ever the quarterback, Alex right. Smith was running these routes to, to tight ends. But, you know, they're just going to – they're looking at how the defense is deployed, and if you're off, they're going to throw three-yard stick routes. They call it stash rash for whatever reason. That's the name of it. But they, they threw a bunch of them last week that were just drive starters, four yards, turns mm-hmm. into six yards. Six-yard routes turn into eight or nine yards. Right. Um, you know, they ran on fourth and two in the opening drive of the game. They ran – Sprint right option. Joe Montana was running that, that same route in 1981, um, you know, to probably Brent Jones if he was there then. But, you know, on the, on the backside, Kelsey's just running a drag that they never throw. They never throw the drag yep. on the backside, except it's Kelsey. 
and Mahomes just flipped it to him. Like, you didn't even think twice about it. And so the rapport is there, but I believe that you've got to get hands on Kelsey. Yeah. Like, you just can't let him get started. You can't let him get into your routes. And Baltimore really didn't do that. It's not really how they play. They can. If they had to do it all over again, they probably would change it. But I think you've got to get your hands on them, and it's worth it to do it. And make Mahomes wait on them, and if it's not there, make him go someplace else. You know, when I, when I look at some of the great duos in sports, uh, at least in football, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Brady to Gronk, Brady mm-hmm. to Welker, Brady to Edelman, <laughs> Joe to Jerry, Steve yeah. to Jerry, um, I mean, Aikman to, to, to Irving. What makes Mahomes and Kelsey unique from some of the other great combinations that have the league has seen? Well, I mean, first of all, you got to understand just how big Travis is. Like, he's got, you know, he's every bit of 6'5", he's got great length, <clears throat> and he's so smooth as a runner. And then he's got his hands are as fast as his feet. So, like, he can just be running in full, you know, he never looks like he's running full speed because he's so, he glides. And that's, when you watch him warm up, that's what he does. He just glides. So he covers a lot of ground very easily. And so when you get a player that has that sort of length, uh, and then he can just glide, you almost can't be wrong sometimes if you're just throwing it to a spot. Um, He's easy to locate when you're, you know, when you're running a scramble drill or it's the play after the X's and O's, you know, is over and Mahomes now in scramble mode. Like, all those things make him an easy target. And then he just understands, like, if he was, if he was playing basketball, he would understand low post basketball mm. and how to get you on his hip yep. and how to, you know, you position himself. And so all those things, they look like they're tricks or secret chemistry. All those things are in play. And when you listen to either one of them try to describe the question you just asked, Joe, like, what, where's the chemistry? They can't even describe it. They, they really can't. And, and sometimes you just can't put words on it. You just have to show video of it. Yeah, no doubt. Brian Baldinger here on No More Rose, courtesy of the Boxer and Girls and Guest Line. Thinking about this Niners defense, Traverse Ward said in the second half against Detroit, they ran a lot more man defense. They got out of the zone because Detroit was just slicing them up. Now, Kansas City, they kill zones. We know that. How much can you get away with playing man defense against Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, especially with Andy Reid calling the plays? Well, the problem you have if you're going to play man or a lot of man or at least um, perceived man coverage is that Mahomes is going to read that coverage, and that's when he can be dangerous to take off with it. You know, if he sees Dre Greenlaw turning and running, uh, you know, with the tight end, with Kittle, who I mean, with uh, Kelsey, I mean, that gives him an open lane to go, and he'll take it. He'll take whatever you want to give him. Right. Whatever down and distance it is. So it's like you have to, you have to change it up. You got to mix it up. You got to give them different looks. Um, you just can't play straight man. It might be the best way to defend that team, but it's not the best way to defend Mahomes. If a bunch of aliens came down to Earth and they said, "Explain why Andy Reid is good <laughs> at at coaching and at play calling," how how would you break it down for them? Well, it would it would start like this, Joe. That I don't think anybody in any profession loves his job more than Andy loves his job. So it starts there. Starts with just a complete love of the game. I remember when he first got the job in Philadelphia, and I went over. And I met him day one, and um, I was doing one of his games early on. And he brought me into his office, and he had this binder that he showed me that he was putting together under you know when he was there with Mike Holmgren in Green Bay, and it's just this level of preparation. You know the the old five piece prior preparation prevents poor performance. All that's like he had that going on in that binder. Like that thing was his Bible. Huh. You know, and then so 
And then he's a tireless worker. I mean, honestly, sleeps. I don't think he gets four hours a night. Like, but he just he can exist on that. Like, most people can't. He's out of caffeine. He doesn't drink caffeine. Um, you know all that stuff. But like, he he can exist on three or four hours of sleep and put all of his attention into game plans and tinkering. Like, I remember when they got To in Philadelphia. The whole his whole offense changed. Right. The day he got To, it was bombs away. So he's always been able to cater his offense and tinker with his offense to whatever personnel he has. And even last year on the touchdowns to Sky Moore and to uh, Kadarius, mm-hmm. like he found that motion uh, in a game that Jacksonville ran against the Eagles, and Doug Peterson ran that motion, and he saw where the Eagles struggled with it, and he got two touchdowns off it. So there's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing that he won't try to unveil as he prepares for this game. Yeah, it's a scary thought facing Andy Reid. Coming off a of bye week in the Super Bowl, we're talking to Brian Baldinger, here on the Rose, as we do every single Tuesday at 7.30, courtesy of the Boxer Girls at Guestline. All right, Niners offense. Brock Purdy, Debo Samuel, coming back against Detroit the way they did. What's the way How? What's the way to attack the Kansas City defense and Spags here? Do you run the ball? Do you pass the ball? What's the balance of attack here that you see from this Kansas City defense where Shanahan and the Niners offense can exploit it? Well, I think this is one of those games where Kyle Shanahan's first 15 is really going to be important. He's going to throw formations at him. He's going to throw motions. He's going to throw a lot at him to see how Spags really kind of lines up. Like last week against Baltimore, they lined up with three big linebackers. They stuffed the run on the first play and really discouraged Baltimore from running it early. Mm. They did the same thing on the first play of the third quarter, and it worked. So I think it's really important to see how Kyle kind of reads how because Spags' game plan can be as varied as any in this league. Right. He's the best big game coordinator, defense coordinator that we have seen in 20 years. Yep. Um, and he's got really smart young players that play a lot of different positions. And so I think it's really important to see how Kyle kind of reads. You know, it's just like that first two rounds in a boxing match where you're just kind of feeling each other out. And I feel this is the matchup of the game. Kyle Shanahan against Steve Spagnola, mm. and how you get Brock into good positions and good and where they attack with the ball, right. and how often McCaffrey gets it and how he gets it, and what runs take off. So I think this is the matchup of the game that's going to dictate the game, and I think it's really important for Kyle to kind of read uh, the tea leaves of what Spags is doing to figure out. You know, obviously he came out in the second half against Detroit. It was like, let's attack. Right. We're attacking. We're down 17. We got to. Yep. And they did. Now, I don't think they're going to start the game like that, but it will be interesting to see how Spags matches up against the formations and shifts and motions that Kyle's going to throw at him. So, uh, on the Brock Purdy thing, you know, what's it like for a player like Brock Purdy in the, this first big scrutiny week? I mean, this is huge. This is not like anything else he's ever been. How do you not let it consume you? Like, all of the paralysis by analysis, just the hype, everything that's going into this. Um, I mean, you know the guy a little bit. So, how, how does he not let this all get to him? Well, I think one of the reasons why he's been as successful as Benjo is because he has not let any of that stuff affect him and all the outside noise and the detractors and all the stuff that's out there. I mean, he's the center of, it, of the universe right now. And I think he's just as level-headed as, as always. We've all seen the clip last week of Nick Bosa in the locker room saying to him, like, man, how, 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 like, are you always this confident? Like, he, Nick is asking him. Like, I was second pick in the draft, right. and I'm not this confident. <laughs> I wasn't always this confident. So I think the way he's wired, 
Um, and one of the reasons why Kyle fell in love with him early was because he seemed like he was just detached from all of the noise. And so I think that's part of it. I think some players that have played in this game, you know, George Kittle, whatever, have played in the Super Bowl, they can tell him certain things, but I don't think they will. I don't think they're going to like, hey, you know, there's a 30-minute halftime in the, you know, the, the pregame, you know, with the flyovers and the national anthem and all the, like, it's, it's different. Like, they can say that to him. I think he's kind of, kind of. I think he kind of knows already, like when the when the kickoff happens and we take the field, like I know what I'm doing, and I, I don't. I think all the other stuff that goes on that can be part of the atmosphere that can really take away from what your concentration should be. I think he. I think he's got this figured out. Yeah, Baldy. What makes this Chiefs secondary so good? Because the matchup, you're right. Shanahan Spags. That's a fascinating matchup. Could determine the game, but. Debo, are you Jennings against that Chief secondary? What makes that Chief Chief secondary so good with Sneed and McDuffie and company? Well, he's got a lot of really good young talent. Trent McDuffie is as good a corner as we've seen come into this business. He can play inside. He can play outside. He can play, you know, down in the box. Um, they got a lot of Joshua Williams, Jalen Watson. They got a lot of good young players. But really, the king dog is Legereus Sneed. Mm. Like, Legereus has – he plays the game um, – like, honestly, I feel like he should be back in that era with stick him on his hands. Wow. And just punking guys at the line of scrimmage. Lester Hayes. He's going to take his shots on all these guys, whether it's Ayuk or Debo. He's going to challenge them. And, like, he's not afraid. Like, if they get behind him, he's got, he's got help. He's going to pick his spots like he did Tyreek in the game where he just jammed him at the line and, like, literally broke his – he, he broke his spirit, you know, <laughs> you know on the play. Like, he didn't recover. Like, Legereus is – he's going to get paid a bunch of money um, this offseason. But he – you know, the, the, the guy can flat-out run. And so he, he feels like he's got catch-up speed. I think he's got all that. Justin Reed was just one of those free agent finds that you just go, all right, he's in a bad organization in Houston, but he'll flourish in Kansas City. Wow. And I think, you know, they all wear T-shirts in Spags We Trust. You know, Spags hates it. He hates the T-shirt. He, he wished they wouldn't do it, but it gives him, like, a lot of attention. But that's truly it. They, they believe in what Steve is doing. And so while they blitz in a way where he's always looking for an opportunity to blitz, he can't tell you when he's going to do it on, you know, Tuesday morning. But game day, he's looking for that chance. And if you're going to do it as, as often as, in the way that they do it, you can't break down on the back end. You can't give up six. Mm -hmm. And they don't. And so they're all in. They're all sitting in the front row, you know, uh, during meetings, taking their notes, making sure they know what they're doing. I mean, that fourth quarter, the last Super Bowl Chiefs-Niners, Chris Jones dominated down the stretch. Yep. I mean, he, he just dominated. And I see these PFF advanced grades of, like, the playoffs <laughs> and, and, and where Chris Jones ranks, and I'm like – how is he so low when I watch this guy and all he does is dominate? He just crucial moments. They need a big play. He gets a pressure. He forces the quarterback to make a mistake. He lines up all across the line. How do they slow this man down? To me, he's one of the best players we don't talk about enough in the league. I mean, this has got to be one of your favorite players, right, Baldy? Uh, yeah, he is. In fact, uh, he came over to me on the sideline just as he was going to the locker room before the kickoff last week. And uh, just, you know, just basically, I appreciate everything you do. But I'll, I'm going to answer the question, but I'm going to ask the question, this question to you, Joe, first. Yeah. You're a baseball fan. Yeah. You got your San Francisco Giant hat on, okay? <laughs> Who's your favorite closer of all time? 
Oh, of all time? I mean, I'm probably going to go Rod Becker, Rod Nen for the Giants, for the Giants. If Mariano yeah. Rivera or Trevor Hoffman would be the okay. answer. All right, overall. Mariano, Trevor, but yeah. no, you got your, you got your favorites. He's a closer. Like, there's a lot of great defensive linemen in this league. There's a lot of great defensive players. Mm-hmm. Not all of them know how to close. Like, he knows how to close. He knows. Like, if you go back to AFC Championship game last year against Cincinnati, like yes. Joe Burrow couldn't drop back to his fifth step and he was getting hit. Like, he... He's a massive guy that moves. Got light on his feet. Got ballerina feet. He can. He's going to find. He's going to find uh, the pigeon on your offensive line, mm. and he's going to wear him out. Whatever that is, and whoever that is, um, uh, he's going to. He's just going to find the weakness. So where, where is that weakness? That. Where is that weakness on the Forty ers offensive line this week? Uh, I mean, because they're playing well right now, running the ball. I know they, they, they play well as a group, but as a group. Chris will let you know on Sunday. Yeah. That <laughs> so we'll, we'll see where it is. We'll see if he's lined up over McKivitz or Brindle. Oh, it's going to be fascinating stuff. Christian McCaffrey in this game. Uh, I feel like we need to see a heavy dose of Christian. I know we talk about the touches, and next year, you know, coming off of 400 plus touch. Well, next year is next year, Baldy. Next season is next season. It feels like CFC needs to touch the ball at least 25 times in this game. Well, he can, and he will, if, if you can sustain offense. You know, if you're three and out, it's hard to keep giving the ball to, you know, to Christian McCaffrey if he's on the bench. Right. So it's all about sustaining offense and staying on the field. You stay on the field and they get 70 plays, he's going to get 25 touches. Right. And so that's that's paramount. You know, when you're in Philadelphia and you're three and out, to, you know, to start the game two straight series in a row, you're not going to get McCaffrey into a rhythm. The more touches he gets, the better he gets. And so, you know, he's got four touchdowns in the postseason. He'd love to make it six. You know, but he's got to. You know, you got to put him in a position to do it. Um, I want to see how Kyle gets him matched up in a passing game against right. who he gets him matched up because he can do that. Uh, not all the time, but you can get your matchup when you want it. He's done it in a lot of games against linebackers that they probably don't feel like he can cover. Maybe it's Drew Tranquil. Maybe it's double moves against Willie Gay. I'm not sure what it is. But there's going to be a matchup in a passing game where it's just going to be Steph Curry ISO'd, and you're just going to clear it out for him. All right, Baldy, I want to squeeze in some because we're coming up against it. Rapid fire. Just give me give me quick answers on sure. those ones. Guy on the Chiefs who's flying under the radar. Mm, I would probably say Justin Watson. All right. I like Ooh. that. Guy on the Niners who's flying under the radar. Mm, I'll say Tig Brown. Okay. Have you met Have you met Taylor Swift yet? No. I know she's from Reading, Pennsylvania. And Is at one really? point in my life, uh, we were going to move to Reading, Pennsylvania, and that's the only connection Stiney. I have. Well, Stiney. I don't All know right. any songs. I don't. I couldn't tell you one that's song. Okay. Who's yeah, the, with you, Baldy. Who's the celebrity you have to you have to run into this week? Oh, well, I mean, I'd love to see Bono on Friday night. You know, you two at the Sphere. I'd, I'd love to see that. Winner of this game. Uh, I, I just can't go against Mahomes. I can't do it, Joe. Like, I want to pick the 49ers, and I think, like, they have everything it takes to win the game, but I just can't go against the combination of Mahomes, Andy Reid, and Spags right now. I, I'm not mad at you for that. I'm not mad at no, you. I'm, for not, that. I'm not here I'm to not, upset the 49ers. Yeah, no, 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 no. We, it's, all love. it's all love. It's all like love, it's, buddy. It's, there's still time to, to kind of. Like, there's still some film to unveil and to watch before Sunday, and something might trigger me. But early, I mean, it's Tuesday morning, guys. Uh, things can change. But right now, I, it's just hard for me to go against that trio of men I just mentioned. Where are you going to eat? Where's the spot you got to yeah. go eat in Vegas, Baldy? Because we'll be down there this weekend. Tomahawk? 
I was just eating a tomahawk last I night did. at Barry's <laughs> up here at Circa. Like, <laughs> you know, I was in the meat. I took a picture in the meat locker with all the, the the cuts of meat right there. I mean, I felt like this is the only place I want to be is in this meat locker, trying to figure out what my next meal is going to be. Man, so you'll be at the game Sunday. I, 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 I hope you are right. I'm not going to be at the game. I'm, what? I'm flying home on Saturday. No! Oh, you can't I'm going to break it down. Break it down no. literally Sunday night after the game. We're going. Films. All right. We're, we're, we don't get in until Saturday. I don't get in until Saturday night. So we're going to miss you, Baldy. We're going to miss you. Well, I'm going to miss you then, too, guys. Hey. But we'll we'll reconvene and maybe talk about a 49er victory in Super Bowl 58, you know, in that uh, in that massive war chest of the 49ers. Baldy, one last thing here. If you were starting a team from scratch, all the players who've ever played this game, are you taking Mahomes number one overall? Yes. <laughs> Not a question. Yeah. Oh my God. Why is that a shock? I know, no, I'm just, that's what we're going up against. No, I know. That's you're, you're what I tried to tell people. I mean, hey, Baldy, last year when Mahomes came to no. Levi Stadium. Wow. I, I swear to God. Over I think OT. Mahomes did last year at Levi Stadium. He took for like 423, five touchdowns. <laughs> it's one of the five greatest regular season performances I've ever seen from quarterbacks. You remember the old Jim Kelly, Steve Young game at Kettlestick Park? It was like over 1,000 yards. Yeah, Drew Bledsoe uh, and Dan Marino, Joe Robbie Stadium with the eight baseball infield. They're going at it, going 38-35. Mahomes, what he did last year at Levi Stadium. So I think we understand what Mahomes is. That's why I feel like the Niners got to score at least 30 in this game to have a chance. At least I, I, I think that's probably right. I think they've got to put up a thirty spot. It might be, it might be one of those games where we've just seen two weeks in a row now where they got to come down the field, you know, win the game at the end, you know, right. and get into the thirties and win it. All right, Baldy, Baldy. What did you think of Shanahan last night? By the way, before we let you a little go, loose, huh? I, I, I was happy with Shanahan's answers, man. Some people think he was a little loose. I didn't see it, so I didn't know. Oh, you didn't, didn't see it? All right. Nah, he, he was talking. A lot of people thought he maybe have a shot or two, but hey, it is Vegas. It is a Monday night. Go enjoy yourself. Yeah, piano Look, He's bars? under the spotlight. He's under the spotlight. Right. You know, one way or the other, he's under the spotlight. Let's see. Like, he's a master play caller. He needs, you know, I thought uh, two years ago, Sean McVay was a master play caller down the stretch, final, right. uh, final drive of the game to win the game. It was all Cooper Cup. Like, Kyle's going to need that kind of performance. All right, Baldy. Enjoy Las Vegas, man. Survive out there. We'll continue to watch your work on Twitter Thanks, at Baldy NFL, man. We'll talk about you, buddy. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.